Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Radio. That's right, BSH Radio. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening. I know my camera's a little screwed up, but sorry about that. Woo! Game 7, baby! The two best words in sports, and the only two words we needed to hear after tonight. A lot will be... Uh, talked about how the Flyers got doubled up in shots, how they were outplayed for most of this game, how if they had 30 shots in regulation, this thing would have been over early. But none of that matters, because again, they came into a situation in which the only thing that mattered was extending this season, and they did it. The Flyers were able to do it once again. Woo! I see what's wrong. Hold on. We will be getting just an, uh, an outstanding Game 7 Carter Hart uh, I realize he allowed four goals tonight, but man, he uh, he's played in three playoff overtime games now, has been outstanding in all of them. He's 3-0. and uh, This series is coming down to the wire, Game 7. I'm pumped. I don't even know what to say about this freaking game. Um, yeah, there's lots of things to maybe be concerned about, maybe not be the happiest about, but yeah, they friggin' did it somehow. Exactly. Uh, who's that? Obi-Wan Limblom something. Uh, yeah, they freaking did it, and that's all that really mattered. Uh, shit, man. They come through. They come through for us. Every single time we've counted this team out, and I have since they fell down 3-1. That's back-to-back overtime wins. You know, game two, they blow that lead, and they win it in overtime. There's no reason to think they can't win game seven. I know I know what the what the metrics will say. I know what we've been watching and how the Islanders have been the better team for most of this series. But now it comes down to one game. And if you ask me, Flyers are great playing for overtime. I think that should be the strategy. Uh, I'm just, I'm excited as hell. Uh, I'm going to do my reads later. I want to take your comments. Let's go. Woo! All right. Uh... Bernie passed the torch to Carter before the game. Only the only the Lord saves more. Man, Carter Hart, what can you say about the kid? Uh, 22 years old in his first Stanley Cup playoff. 3-0 and in overtimes. I mean, that's huge. I know maybe, and not even tonight. I think all the goals tonight weren't, weren't Carter's fault. But you see four goals against, you go, eh, well, that doesn't matter. What matters is he came through in the clutch. He came through in the big situations, as he has all playoff. And damn, man, Carter Hart just getting it done for us. Someone had too many Labats. No such thing as too many Labats. Uh, Kevin Hayes was a stud today, 100%. Hayes forcing turnovers, playing like Kevin Hayes. Uh, drew a penalty at one point, uh, scores the goal, obviously, a couple of points. Kevin Hayes has been a huge addition to this team. We've talked about his contribution all year. Kevin Hayes, baby. Uh, it, 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 every single guy out there tonight, shorthanded, uh, you know, no Couturier, no Faraby. Raffle comes back. They get it done. Uh, exciting. We're going to have a game seven. It's the two best words in sports. 
Hart looks really good. Time for him to steal Game 7? It's his. I mean, it's all his. This is his time. It's his stage. Cement yourself as a legend already. Why the hell not? Justin Braun is no good, but who cares? Game 7, baby. Uh, Braun had his ups and downs tonight. I thought he won a lot of battles, especially uh, later in the game. But yeah, we... Man, that penalty killed him. I thought maybe he kind of got hooked into the... Uh, opening his legs up for that that uh, that tripping penalty he took. But yeah, Justin Braun is what he is. He's a third-pair defenseman. That's that's not my concern at this point. I was prepared for the end. I have I had resigned myself. Uh, I had resigned myself to any potential ending, especially once this thing went to overtime. I was much more confident, honestly, when the game did go to overtime because... You know, they'd won the two previous, but I had I had resigned myself to the idea that maybe this would be the last post game, maybe this would be the last game of the season. They proved me wrong. You know, I I, I basically did a uh, I basically on Monday when we recorded Broad Street Hockey Radio said it's over. And no. No, three one. You know, Elaine Vigneault's done it a couple times before. Uh, Claude Giroux was part of the 3-0 comeback in 2010, so was JVR, so this team didn't quit on us. They did not quit on us, and I know that's that's a low bar, but they got it done. I'm proud of this team. I am now officially, like when I talked about, uh, when I asked on, on the show this week, this Flyers season has been a blank. Uh, I was... Exp- I was more negative towards it then than I am now. Uh, whatever happens, Saturday happens. This team fought till the end, and fuck, man, that's huge. Carter Hart looks like the vet, not Varlamov. Carter Hart's better than Varlamov. Like, he is. Um, I-, I wish they had gotten to Varley more because he wasn't on his shit tonight. He just wasn't very good. You know, they get him, I, I think they scored four goals on, like, 15 shots uh, before the... Uh, you know, before the overtimes and everything, and you gotta, (laughs) that's the, I'm not gonna say you gotta get to them more because they got it done, but you would think when the opposite goalie is having the kind of game Varlamov had, you could defeat him. Best of one series. Yep. It's, it's a, that's it. Game seven. Nothing else matters. That's, win one game. Yeah, then you're, you know, you're looking at a, an Eastern Conference final against Tampa Bay and you haven't played your best hockey in a little while, but none of that shit matters. Get there. Just get there. Haven't been to the Eastern Conference final since 2010, you know? It's been a long time. Been a long time. Woo! I had a rough day and I needed that win. Let's fucking go. I'm right with you. That was a uh, man, that game it it took you it's been since 2008 they played a multi-overtime game. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot to deal with. They had no business no, they had no business winning this but they pulled through again. Man, we said from the beginning that this series was going to be a fight, that this series was going to be survival more than winning. And they're surviving so far. Uh they really are. Uh they're pulling through. They're fighting for us, and I'm I'm proud of that. I am proud of this team now. They got this done. It goes to double overtime. They keep fighting, and it's been way... We're already almost eight minutes in, and I haven't said Oscar Lindblom yet. Number 23 in your programs, number one in your heart. If you think this wasn't for Oscar Lindblom, man, you got your head up your ass. This was... <laughs> think about that feeling for a second. 
uh, Oscar, and think about being Oscar Lindblom. He hasn't played since December 7th, and now the motherfucker's in a two-overtime elimination game in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Oh, my God. What a shoo. Imagine being him. This game almost killed me. The Flyers love to make you wait and stress and love to make us wait and stress. They fought. They they haven't made these playoffs easy. They really haven't. Uh, but they live to fight another day, and that's what the playoffs are all about. Survive and advance, like the old March Madness thing. Uh, just keep fighting, and they have. They didn't play well tonight. It looked like the Montreal series. Yeah, I, I think they played much better for a majority of the Montreal series. Like, I think a lot of what they did in the Montreal series was a choice, stylistically. Uh, but no, they weren't. For most of the game tonight, the Flyers were not the better team. But they get off, they get the 2-0 lead, and as much as you hate blowing the lead, this was going to be that kind of back-and-forth game, and they come out on top in the end. It doesn't matter if you blew a 2-0 lead if you win it at the end. They also erased a couple of deficits, which we haven't seen them do as much these playoffs. They win Game 7. I'm right there with you. Why not now? Why come all the way back not to win Game 7? What's the point of that? Fuck it. You might as well go on home after 5. Win the next one. I am so happy they didn't roll over 3-1 while there is still a lot of room for improvement. They're getting Ws. Yeah, baby. Uh, it's the playoffs. They don't ask how, they ask how many. And how many? They need one more. That's how many. Can the power play get a damn goal to help Carter out? That would be nice, huh? Uh, Jesus. Man, what are they, like 5 for 50 or something in the playoff? Like, Jesus, the power play has just been non-existent. It looked like they started to get it going late in the Montreal series, but it needs to be better. It needs to be better. It would come up huge in Game 7. Game seven's the best time, because it is literally now or never. The Flyers give me hope, then take it away, and then give it back. Carter Hart is amazing. That's the, uh, that's... Carter Hart is... Man, at this point, it's hard to say he's not the best player on the team. You know, especially with Couturier out, it's really hard to say he's not the best player on the team. We found their weak spot. Overtime. Yeah, 100%. Push Game 7 OT. I know a Game 7 overtime is like the most stressful thing, and I might not be alive to be able to do post-game with you guys, but woo! 3-0. All three wins in overtime. Why not? A lot of people claim the series was over after the Game 3 loss. I would like to politely invite all those people to fuck themselves. Keep that face clean shaven, Bill. Yeah, I got to... I got to get it going here. Uh, listen, they didn't look good, and they still haven't looked great for the majority of this series, but fact is, it's going to seven. And when this series started, I said Flyers in seven. Um, yeah, it was kind of a cop-out because I wanted to pick the Flyers, but I also knew this was the worst possible matchup for the Flyers, and the Islanders just have had their number, but here we are. Both teams have won three games. Now you just got to win one. Does A.V. mix up the bottom two defensive pairings? I, what do you do? I, you give Braun and Haig more minutes? Haig made some nice plays tonight. He gets the assist. Uh, that collision with Clutterbuck, that was a heavyweight. Uh, I like that one. He force, uh, Haig steps up, forces the icing. Uh, it was just a heavyweight collision. Good stuff there. But what do you do? Give them more ice time? You've got to depend on your horses. I've said all series, it's going to come down to your best players being your best players. I'm not trying to elevate the third-pair defenseman at this point. Can, hey, or can Sanheim and Myers be better? Clearly. 
but they just have to be. You, I, I'm, I'm not trying to elevate the bottom of the lineup for Game 7. I'd rather our guys in a one-game series than the Isles. That's for damn sure. Well, the Isles, they've both won three games, and the Islanders have controlled the majority of this series. But, man, if this thing comes down to goaltending, Flyers have a clear advantage. That's what I'll say. If, if you're going to ask me, is one goalie, whether it's Varlamov or Grice or Carter Hart, going to steal this thing, I would lean towards Carter Hart. Why wouldn't you? It feels like this is the playoff hockey we've been waiting for, even if the metrics say we got killed. The stress and the excitement and the drama, this is what we've been waiting for. When we said early in the playoffs, this doesn't really feel like playoff hockey. Goddamn if it didn't tonight. So great to see Limblom out there. Uh, best story about this night, I had a tear in my eye. Oh, yeah, that was it was one of those... Man, regardless of outcome, how do you not? How did I? How do you not just feel good about that? You know, I, I know. Say the Flyers get eliminated. Oh, cool, Limblom played, but no, it's so much bigger than that. My God, what a fucking warrior! And when they needed him, you know, a couple guys out of the lineup, he steps in. Looked pretty good too. Uh, didn't play a ton, but. Did you expect him to? He hasn't played since December, early December. So, I, man, what a fuck yeah, Limblom, fuck yeah. One thing I'll say about everyone saying Sanheim had a rough game, I think he might have made the play of the game in taking that penalty. Uh, I don't care if Konechny was back on the power play where he took the hook or the trip or whatever the hell they called, uh, slash, I don't know. But impeding that, what would have been a breakaway and probably a shorthanded goal, that might have ended up being the play of the game for Sanheim. I know you don't want to take a penalty, but in that situation, I'd rather have to kill two minutes than, uh, you know, end this season. So I I thought that was an impressive play. Not an impressive play because, like, you know, Puck hops a stick, he falls down, he's got to catch up, but he made the right play there. Christ, to be an Islanders fan right now. So many chances to close the Flyers out. I think they're feeling like we're feeling, you know? This series has been insane. It comes down to one. Was Nate Thompson not bad today, or am I drunk? Uh, Both things can be true. I know certainly they are for me. And hey, if you're getting drunk for these playoffs... May I suggest you do it with an ice-cold Labatt, whether it's a Labatt Blue, Labatt Blue Light, or a Labatt Blue Light Seltzer. Labatt is the beer for you. I gotta say, I've been having a great time in these playoffs because of Labatt. They've been making it a little teensy bit easier for me to deal with the stress, especially of a double overtime game. So drink them Labatts. But if you're not drinking at home, may I suggest you do your drinking. That's right, do your drinking. At the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, it is my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. It's one of my favorite bars in the whole world, and it all starts with Timmy Fitz. Timmy Fitzpatrick is one of the best restaurant owners I've ever been around. I've worked in the restaurant business long enough to know it starts with the owner, and he's always there making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern has an amazing selection of beers, great food. Again, get that pork sandwich. Do not sleep on that pork sandwich. Uh, you'll enjoy yourself, whether it's for outdoor dining. They have a 20-foot television for all the night hockey games. They are a hockey bar, so the games will be on, and it's a it's a great place. So check out the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Shots were just about even in overtime. Maybe that's a good sign. Yeah, Flyers, it was pretty much even in the first overtime. I think it was 8-6, low event hockey. Uh, and then it was, 
I think, 8-2, something like that, in favor of the Flyers uh, in the second one, and they came out and won. They've been doing a good job controlling the pace more so in overtime, uh, sticking to their system, making sure guys are back, having that good defensive tight-checking hockey. They got to hopefully have that sort of play, you know, in regulation in Game 7. That'd be nice. Has a team ever won a series without a regulation win? I'm sure... Uh, either boop stats or we'll hear it plenty somewhere else over the next couple of days before uh, before Game 7. Whether it was Lindblom or whatever, they were a team that looked like they fucking wanted it tonight, jam and grit all the way. Yeah, again, you know, there's some lapses there. They could absolutely be better, but I'll take it. I'll take that W, and if the emotional boost of Oscar Lindblom is what it took, hell yeah, number 23 all the way. You gotta figure pressure is on Isles more so being as they could have put us away twice but weren't successful. Should be a fun game seven, though. Yeah, pressure both ways. I mean, like I said, you don't come all the way back not to win it. Uh, but the Isles have been the better team, and they have to be feeling if we just stick to our structure and get some good goaltending, we'll walk away with it. That's how they have to be feeling. Now, Flyers have the goaltending advantage. That's pretty clear. But the way the Isles play defensively and the overall just general ability of Varlamov and Grice is that they can win. They can win it for you. You know, Thomas Grice played an amazing game in this series once. Um, Either guy could steal you a game. They're not maybe franchise goaltenders, but... I, pressure on Isles, I guess, narrative, for narrative's sake, but I think both coaches will be saying to the other team, like, we got them, we got them. Yeah, can we tackle AV from challenging another clearly good goal? Tough challenge. That was a tough one. Um, you could argue Braun didn't really take down the man who collided. It was more incidental contact that led to the contact with Hart. Uh, but I think more than anything, the goal was going in either way because Hart's looking for it to come up high. He shoots his glove up. Puck gets deflected, and it goes it goes down low. I think that was more the determining factor than anything, that the puck was going in regardless. Think Lindblom plays in Game 7? I don't see why not. Um, especially if, if Farabee and Couturier can't go, I, I don't see why not. Serial killer had a sweet-ass roof daddy. Oh, what a... Just what a sequence, uh, sequence, <laughs> sequence for that tying goal. Uh, Giroux wins the race to the loose puck, makes the nice play to Lawton. Lawton wins the race, gets to the goalie, and makes a hell of a uh, makes a hell of a move. With all of Lawton's like breakaways and rush goals uh, in these playoffs, going back to the round robin. I don't want to talk about next season, but Lawton needs to be up top three in every shootout. Next season. Like, he has proven that to me more than anything. (laughs) Last October, if I said round two, gain seven, would you have thought, yeah, that's a step forward? Absolutely. I've talked about how expectations changed, and my expectations for this team changed after I saw their potential. But early in the season, preseason, when we're talking about what would make this Flyers season a success, my answer was... Compete for the division, and I believe if this had been an 82-game season, the Flyers win the division and win a playoff round. They've done those things, and now they're in Game 7 of Round 2, like you said. So absolutely, this is a step forward. 
But the expectations also did change. This was a team that looked like they could compete for a Stanley Cup. So, you know, there's positives and negatives. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Giroux seems to be getting stronger. He drives me nuts. I'm Pedro Serrano, and he's Joe Boo. I finally wrote him off after game four. I mean, I think Giroux, like the score, like I'm far more frustrated with Konechny than Giroux in these playoffs. Uh, and Konechny you know, made some good plays tonight, picks up the one assist. Uh, but overall, still not having enough of an effect on games. Drew does a lot of things well. Uh, you know, the scoring numbers weren't there, and I'm not, I'm not defending that. He's the highest-paid player. He's the captain. He's the longest-tenured flyer. He needs to get shit done more so than he had been. But I, 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 at no point was I writing Drew off. I was frustrated with him, but, you know, he does a lot of things well. I actually think not getting as many shots helps. I think Varlamov is better when he sees the puck more. I don't want that to be a game plan, but I think it helped. There's certainly an element to not not having a feel for the puck, not being in the flow of the game, but like I'd rather not give the other team 55 opportunities to score and only have like 30 myself. I'd, I'd prefer that not to be the case. Yeah, I was just looking at that Bruins draft. Um with Barzell going the pick after they had the three straight. I was just looking at that the other day and laughing laughing about it. <laughs> hey, Bill, did you know the Islanders haven't been to an Eastern Conference final since 1993? Yeah, I really hope the I really hope the announcers pick up on that uh, that storyline. It's a it's a narrative that just hasn't been expanded on enough. I don't think. Jesus Christ. 
yeah, keep playing Winblom, in my opinion. He's only going to get more comfortable. I don't see how you put him in the lineup and take him out. Now, if he's just coming out of this game and he's like, no, my body's not ready, obviously you, you got to find someone else. But I don't see how you take him out, especially with Lawton's ability to go to center. Uh, you, you still kind of have your full lineup and you can get Lindblom in there where you can. Uh, I can't take the guy out now. He's earned it. And, yeah, get Farabee back in there, sure. But, shit, man, how do you take Lindblom out after he's gone through all this? I'm going to need more cold ones for Saturday. Drank them all tonight, and it was well worth it. Hey, man, drink some Labats. I can't find the camera. Yeah, drink some Labats. Oscar looked great tonight. Seeing him out there was amazing. He made a couple nice plays. He was, uh, like, you know, he's got to get his timing back. He's got to get his He's got to get his wind back and everything. I'm sure he's feeling it real hard tonight. Uh, but, yeah, for a guy who survived cancer and hasn't played since December 7th, he looked fine. Team really needs to learn how to hold on to a lead. They let it slip too often. That's just kind of the flow of these games. It's, yeah, the, like the 3-0 lead in, like, game two, that's bad. Um, but, like, I don't know. Did you think two goals was going to be enough tonight? Regardless of who, what order goals are scored in, yes, you need to tack on and everything, but two was never going to be enough tonight. Pro VG and Hart will not let this team lose in overtime. Man, I love those guys. I really like this team. I want to see them keep it going just because I am very proud of this team. Very proud of what they've accomplished. Uh, fighting back from 3-1. Uh, recovering from the last several years of just, ugh, impossible to watch and enjoy hockey. I want to see this group keep it going. Raffle gets benched. Raffle shows why he shouldn't. I don't think Raffle was benched. I don't think that's the truth. Flyers TOI looked significantly more reasonable this game after five periods. G with 31 minutes, Thompson with 18. Yeah, and that's, I mean, yes, you want to lean on the top guys more, but also, you know, they, you know, Thompson's TOI was elevated after, you know, last game, Couturier comes out, it was more reasonable before that, now they go in with more of a plan, but yes, they have to lean on their top guys, but to that point, the top guys have to get the fucking job done. Now, they have been more recently, but that's not been the case for a lot of the playoffs. Coots comes back Saturday, and who comes out? Grant, please? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not counting on Couturier coming back Saturday. That's something. If he does, awesome. That's a boost. That's an extra player uh, who's, you know, our best forward, probably our best player. But I'm not counting on it, you know. <laughs> If he wasn't good enough to go tonight, in two days he's going to be ready? I, I'm not counting on that. Even with the pathetic power play, love to see the captain drawing two penalties and playoff overtime. Yeah, the uh, stick drop was weird, but I've never questioned Giroux's drive and ability, uh, his want for it. That's never been what I've thought has hindered Claude Giroux. I think sometimes he gets a little in his own head, and I think sometimes... He's he can be overmatched, but I've never questioned his uh his heart or his grit or any of that shit. Limblom scores Saturday. Book it. I bet you can get a great number for that on like DraftKings or something. So go for it if you're really feeling it. Provy is a stud. Yeah, I heard a caller on Sports Talk Radio talking about Provorov being overrated the other day. I wanted to 
if if I didn't delete Twitter off my phone earlier this week, I really wanted to like hit up the host of that show and be like, where's that guy who's calling Provorov overrated now? I really think they have the momentum going into Game 7, and we'll pull this out. Uh, good teams find ways to win. That being said, if it doesn't go well on Saturday, I'll be proud of this team. If you ask me in October... Mm, Excuse me. If you asked me in October if I'd be okay uh, with uh, okay with getting to within a game of the Eastern Conference Final, I would have been perfectly happy with that. And it's always fine to go back and say that, but like losing a game seven hurts, you know. Uh, so you're not going to be as happy. Uh, listen, I already said I'm proud of this team now that they showed me they have some fight, uh, that they're different from past teams. That makes me proud of them. But if they lose on Saturday, I'm like going to be disappointed. Uh, in terms of momentum, I thought they've been a, they were going to be able to build momentum off a couple of things that have happened in these playoffs, and hasn't necessarily been the case each time. So I'm not going to say, oh yeah, momentum's on their side. They got this one. No, this is going to be a fucking fight. This is going to be this is it's going to be a tough game. We're we're in for another grinded out. We're not. We're going to be screaming at the TV the whole time, whether it's three periods or more, uh, type of game. Isles were a streaky team during the regular season. We got them right where we want them. Yeah, they had that, like, a 10-game win streak or whatever the hell it was, 17-game point streak. They did something impressive. It was, you know, a year ago. I can't remember. But, yeah, they were more of a streaky team, and they seemed to be falling off a little in the second half. They clearly got themselves together in the bubble. They're a good team. Uh, that's what I know. I keep saying they are more committed to a game plan, more committed to a structure, uh, they're, than any team I've seen. Their puck support's excellent. Every time I think the Flyers have a three-on-one, there's there's another guy back, and it's a three-on-two. Uh, they're they're hard to beat, man. It's you earn a victory against the Islanders. It won't get any easier from here if they do play in the Eastern Conference Final. Lightning are a much stronger team than the Isles. Sure. Uh, yeah. The I. I mean, yeah. The Lightning are are awesome. The Lightning are. I keep saying. If you call them one of the three most talented teams in hockey, you might be slighting them. Um, we all know how good the Lightning are, but I don't even care about the Lightning right now. Game 7. It's a one-game season. Win that. Worry about the fucking Lightning if you win Game 7. Let's get a couple more in here. Can't help but think what if Game 7 was at the Wells Fargo Center. My God, that place would be rocking. And that, that's just the world. You know, every team is dealing with the same shit. But how much freaking fun would that atmosphere be? Biggest biggest Flyers playoff game in, Jesus, 10 years. I, like, for real. Un, oh, man. Would it, it would be their biggest playoff game since they lost, since they lost the Stanley Cup final, right? Yeah, easy. Um, yeah. It would be a rocking atmosphere. It would be really cool, but it's the same for everybody. The world sucks. 2020 is terrible. Go Flyers. Let's get a few more in here. Scroll down, get some more recent comments. I'm pretty sure the, the entirety of my neighborhood knows we won that game purely from the war cry that leapt from my throat. Yeah, I was, uh, like, even just the, um, I felt the goal, like, it's it was one of those plays that, uh, you know, a, a broken play, a rebound, like, it was one of those plays that goals get scored on so I could, like, see it happening. And so my, my reaction was very delayed just because I was like, goal. And it happened, and then I just felt this great relief. And then I reacted quite excitedly. Some of those slashing calls were some of the weakest calls I've ever seen. Yeah, both ways. 
Like, the things they are and aren't calling, and, and like I'm, I don't care about the refs. Whatever, don't call anything as far as I'm concerned. But like the slash of all the things, I don't know. Like no holding calls at all. Different and then the slashes they do. I whatever. It's the NHL. We know that the officiating is going to be what it is. AV should no longer be allowed to look at the screens on the bench. Yeah, that was a desperation call more than anything. Uh, it's it's a tough one. It's more like I, I just talked about the officiating. We always say, like, what the fuck is goaltender interference? What is this? What like? It's more, to me, born out of the idea that nobody has... We expect a, a call we go, I don't know, about, and hoping for that in a desperate situation. The season's on the line. You don't want to just hand them a goal if you think maybe you have a shot to get it overturned. But, yeah, that one was, uh, you know, ugh. That was a rough one. What were your thoughts on the call where Braun, uh, the call on Braun where Sezikis kicked out his feet? I didn't think he kicked out his feet. Uh, I I did think it was kind of a situation. Could have gone either way. Yeah. It looks like in real time, Braun extends his leg. That's... Is there anything you would do to help the power play at this point? No, that, that, and that's my, yeah, like the challenges and stuff, It's it, you, you don't want to see, you know, power plays right after giving up a goal and giving them all the momentum, but, like, the coach can only do so much. The coaches can only do so much. It's not about the coaching. The power play just has to get their shit together. It's a bunch of guys who know how to score in the power play. Do it. Like, I, I that's what can be done at this point. We're in game seven of the second round of the playoffs. These guys know what the plan is. They have to just execute. Coaches can't execute for you. Give Jake some love. Guy is playing hard and winning a lot of battles and skating better than I think I've ever seen. I, I've, you know, I'm a Jake defender. I criticize him when I believe it to be necessary, but yeah, I think Jake has had a good playoff and I think he's been the most consistent player among the Giroux, Couturier, Jake line, without a doubt. Let's get a few more here. AV isn't allowed to call any more challenges. You gotta believe just based on, like, odds he gets the next one, you know? That's how gambling works, right? Asking for my mortgage. I don't have a mortgage. Bill, I was worried you had a heart attack after that game, thought your wife was going to come and tell us you were in the hospital. Now, I'm, uh, I mean, listen, yeah, I'm, 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 like, freaking out during these games, but I'm also more, I'm more resigned. Since they fell down 3-1, I'm resigned to all outcomes, and now I can only be happy. Like, yes, I'll be disappointed when the season ends, because the season's over, but from here, happiness will be the most, that will be the emotion that wins out. Like, they lose Saturday, they lose Saturday, but I don't think they're going to, fam, I'll tell you that. The Islanders' interference and in pick plays they are uh, setting in the neutral zone is garbage. The fact they aren't calling those obstruction plays versus some ticky-tack slash is BS. Yeah, it's uh, they let that stuff go in the playoffs. What can I say? They really do. They force you to call it. I think the Flyers should do more of it, honestly, if they're not going to call it. You know, use it to your advantage. Uh, but, yeah, that's part of my, like, frustration with some of the, uh, some of the, um, you know, gee, I lost my train of thought there. Some of the slash calls, it's just like, all right, yeah, sure, I guess you can call that a slash, but there's a lot of rules being broken. That said, again, I don't give a shit about the refs. Score more goals. 
was watching Provy's postgame. Our guy Charlie O'Connor got a question in. Way to go, Charlie. What do you ask? Well, <laughs> way to go, Chuck. Do you like the penalty for a lost challenge? I know teams were overusing challenges in the beginning, but maybe get one before it's a penalty. I I hate the idea that you have to risk it. Like if the the idea that if the like the referee nothing happens to, like nothing happens. You know, I don't. I those all the challenge rules are dumb. You have to risk a timeout. You have to risk. It should just be like get the fucking call right. If it's close, it should just be a challenge from the booth. It shouldn't come down to the coaches. Just take 10 seconds. Like, a motherfucker with an iPad can just rewind three times and watch it and tell you what the call should be before the puck drops, and you'd lose no time. It's not like it would make the games longer. You'd lose no time. I I don't think there should be anything on the line, but, you know, all the leagues seem to like to be able to have some sort of punishment for questioning these referees who constantly get shit wrong. I You know. All right, let's get a couple more in here. Team had a different feel all year, and now they are proving that wasn't blind optimism. I mean, it wasn't blind optimism. We knew that. They had a goalie for the first time. They actually added key veterans for the first time. This was the first time they actually tried to compete. Without saying it outwardly, Ron Hextall was doing his own little process. He wasn't tanking because you don't need to tank in hockey because you need depth and you need to scout well and draft well. And, like, it's more than the top three guys in the draft who are good, as you can see. Like, you know, Carter Hart is a second-round pick, so you don't need to tank to, to fill out your team, but... Ron Hextall wasn't focused on creating a winner in the present. He was focused on building something. And it seemed like that was coming to fruition, especially after you sign Kevin Hayes, you trade for Niskanen, you get Braun. Like, those are key additions that they hadn't made in the past. TK chirping Letty was hilarious. Yes, finally, we get some real TK, like, mixing it up. Uh, doing the buck teeth thing, making fun of him. Uh, that's the Travis Konechny we need. The engaged, annoying Travis Konechny is the guy who I'm putting money on to score in Game 7. It's time. It's time. Now or never. Would a team of Nick Suzuki, Matt Barzell, and Carey Price win a cup? Yeah, if they were playing in the Western Conference and the Flyers were the Eastern Conference champs, probably, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. The TK face was great. Oh, he's making fun of Pajot, yeah. All right, gang, uh, we're going to wrap it up here. That's about all the time I have for you on this edition of Post Game. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for hanging out. And, hey, if you've never been to the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey, what are you waiting for? It is my favorite bar at the Jersey Shore. They have the best beer selection of anywhere I've ever been to, and the food is damn good, too. And to top it all off, they're a hockey bar. If you go for the outdoor dining, they will have their 20-foot television on for you to catch all the playoff action. So check out the Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. You won't regret it. Tell them Bill Matt sent you. They might have no idea what you're talking about, but then you'll get a laugh out of, uh, you know, your server or whoever, and that'll be a fun time for you. You'll you'll enjoy that. Uh, so, yeah, thanks a lot. And, of course, as always, drink your Labatt's. Labatt's are delicious, whether they are Labatt Blue, Labatt Blue Light, or Labatt Blue Light Seltzer. Get all that in. That's all the time I have for you tonight. I'll be back on Saturday for the post-game seven action. 
until then, hit that subscribe button. Just search Broad Street Hockey wherever there are podcasts, and boom, content delivered to you daily, including these post games. I rip out the audio, put it on the podcast feed. If you miss it live or just want to hear it all again, you get it. Plus, not to mention, you know, our flagship show, Fly Purbly, all sorts of stuff. So check out Broad Street Hockey. And if you give us a five-star review and a nice rating, that would be appreciated as well. Go Flyers, baby. Woo! Let's fucking go, Flyers! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Hey, Bill. Just wanted to send you a quick note from uh, north of the border here. Let's fucking go! 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 Go Flyers! Woo! Let's fucking go Flyers! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Woo! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go! Let's fucking go, boys! Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies, like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it then in that moment. You don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. In the Vergecast series, Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the Vergecast feed, anywhere you find podcasts.